Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your boy Z. Thanks for joining me today on this summer day here in the Shire. We had a little bit of rain today, but today I got another special guest, another longtime friend. Uh, we were college roommates all through college, played professional ball together, um, very knowledgeable of the game. He was like the, the the big man. I was the point guard, uh, could score, could finish, great hands. One of the best players I played with. Basically caught everything I threw towards his direction from alley-oops to just basic post passes. So um, it's an honor to have him on, no other than Marcus Jackson. What's going on, MJ? What's good with you, bro? How you doing, man? man Thanks for having me on. Man, it's all good, man. Just chilling out, man. And um, now that we... You know, got the NBA season in, in the books. Golden State, of course, crowned the champions again, and we'll get to them shortly. But, you know, last night was an exciting time for a lot of young men. We had the NBA draft, um, kind of had a lot of talent stacked in the draft. Um, so, you know, we'll get right to it. What's your initial thoughts on the draft as you look at some of these picks? We'll look at, let's say, the first five picks going through. Um, The first five picks, man. Well, let me say this: This draft was loaded. Okay. I think, uh, in maybe five or ten years, we're gonna look back at this draft, and man, it's a lot of good talent um, and a lot of potential in this draft. And I'm not, I'm not big on drafting potential. I like, I like the mindset of drafting guys who can come in and contribute right away. Okay. Um, but. These guys that, that were drafted, um, not just the top five, but maybe the, the, the entire first round, these guys can come in. You can plug these guys in right away. And they, they can make some contributions. So uh, I kind of figured Aiden would go number one. I, I wasn't a big Aiden fan, DeAndre Aiden. And to be uh, honest with you, bro, I didn't. this is probably the first year that I really didn't watch any college basketball. Like, I had to catch up watching, like, the highlight tapes, the film, different grades, um, kind of trusting mm-hmm. analysts um, that I really like, um, like, their opinion, their their uh, evaluation of these players. And, you know, I thought Aiden was okay, but if you're talking about his thing, question is, is his, his motor, like, that's a problem for me. That, like, that's, that's a red a flag. Problem. That's a red flag to me. Um, what you think about that? I, I agree 100% because – the one thing you can't coach and you can't teach is effort. So um, if if as a coach you have to find ways to motivate somebody to come and compete, um, that's that's a very big issue. Forget how skilled someone is. Um, you want a guy who just comes and plays with a chip on their shoulder every night. And I guess maybe that's why I um, – I wasn't really big on them, but you know, this is everybody wants the next big thing. Everybody wants the next best thing. So um, it just made sense because he's an Arizona guy to go to the Suns and, you know, um, publicity and all that. There's a lot of stuff that goes into these drafts, obviously. But you know what's um, fascinating to me? We're at the point now in the NBA, like, unless like some clear cut talent like Shaq is walking through the door. I'm still amazed at how we still ooh and ah over big men. Where to me, the best player in this draft was was Don was Donkic, Luka Doncic from from the Euroleague. Like he to me was clearly the number one pick. And then after that, I like Jaron Jackson Jr. Like I did see him play a little bit. And then after that, yeah. I mean, you could kind of you know Bagley, Aiton, you know Trey Young went kind of high, who had a great season, and you know Mo Mo Bamba. But to me, 
I didn't think it was close. I thought Luka Doncic was the best player in the draft. What did you think? I agree. And I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I thought he was the most ready player to mm-hmm. contribute in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, if the season started next week, who's going who's gonna to make the easiest transition? And a lot of guys are saying, well, you know, he's playing over in Europe. Um, hey, can you know, we? I hate that narrative, bro. Like, I don't know about I you. I do, too. And me and you both know, spent time know in Europe. Yeah, and you spent time in Israel. So, real quick, not to get off a tangent, was you able to see Maccabi play in person? I didn't see them play in person. Now, when I Wait, when I went to Turkey, Turkey. I saw you saw Fenerbahce, right? Oh, right, play in person. Okay. And, hey, and real Omar quick for the listeners that don't know, because me and you just rattling these names off. That's tell the people who, when we say like Fenerbahce, Maccabi, uh, how you pronounce it again? The G one. Galatasaray. Yeah, when you tell people like what when you what you're talking about when you say those kind of teams, dude, it's this is this, these are high level teams. I okay, mean, this is not like this ain't uh, like the the, you know, the second league or third league in in a country. No, but. it ain't right. <laughs> it ain't. You know, um, Darius Washington from Memphis. I don't know if people like if you uh if you really watch the game, um. He was the, the, the starting point guard for Galatasaray. You know, at the place I used to work out at, he used to work out there too. So I used to see him, like, a lot. And um, Lynn Greer, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm kind of dating myself. Yeah, from Temple. <laughs> you know, from Temple. You know, we talking Pepe Sanchez days, you know. Right. Um, I, I, I watched him play over there. I mean, high-level basketball. Like these are not these are guys who, if they're American, they already have the NBA stamp, right? And if they don't, they um they're on their way to the NBA, right? Um, so in Turkey, I was watching those guys. I seen Omar Sheik even before he came to the Bulls. Okay. I actually seen, I actually seen what's the other the Israeli guy? Is it um Omar Caspi? Caspi. I seen him. Um, I I watched him on TV, but I was over there like the season before he came. He came over here, and I was like, "Yo, buddy, kind of athletic." I didn't mm-hmm. even know he was on the NBA radar like that. Right, um, right. But I I knew he was a young athlete, and like people don't know, like it's it's not a game. It's funny to me when I hear people saying they're going to play over. Overseas, man, it's not that easy. They're not like you don't put your hat, your name in a raffle, and right, you know, right. It's 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 tougher than that. You know, it's tough. And it's that's the tough. part to me that's confusing because if me and you can see now, granted, I feel like we know the game better than most. But from you know a discussion standpoint, these guys in the NBA are supposed to be paid all kinds of money to scout. Like they supposed to be going to do this. Like this is their job. But we're still hearing things like we didn't know if we wanted to take him number one. Where, dude, he was the Euro League Player of the Year at nineteen. He was the at Euro 19. Euro League Final Four MVP. They won the championship in Spain, which is the best country league outside the Euro League because they got what I want to say four teams that play in the Euro League. They they yep. he, they won that league. So at nineteen for him to dominate, then it was rumors about well. If Sacramento takes him, I don't know if he could play with Fox. I'm like, did y'all watch the Eurobasket championships with him and Dragic on the same team? Like, I mean. Zach, he's 6'8". Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I'm always confused when I hear these things. And it's like, it's almost like we look at it at the lens when the 92 Olympics was going on and the dream team was like beating the brakes off of everybody. Like, we're not at that point anymore. Like, the game is yeah. like, legis- like legitimately global now. And yep. going to leagues like like these other countries that you're in, I played in Finland. Finland finally got a Euro Cup team, which is huge. But those guys, they have some like good homegrown players that can play. So, you know, I just thought yep. it was shocking that we still went after Aiden. I felt like Bagley is somebody that's going to get you 20 and 10, but y'all might win 35 games. I don't think he's a front level star. I thought Doncic definitely was the star in this draft, and I thought with Jaron Jackson not even being – I don't even think he, – he just turned 19. I don't think he's 20 yet. 
I think it hit with yeah. his upside and his pedigree. I thought to me, if anybody should have went number one off of Luca, it was him. That's what I thought. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm glad you said that because I think you know, people talk about Porter a lot. I don't want to kind of get ahead of myself. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to touch on that. No, no, that's not, fine. Keep, go ahead. That's fine. People people talk about Porter and how he might be the biggest regret, how he slid. But I think uh, Jackson might be that biggest regret because what he did at Michigan State, and I mean, if you follow college, if you follow college basketball, you you know how demanding Tom Izzo can be, right? And for him to to have the type of year that he had and to see his skill set and he has a motor. He right. has a motor. It's right. no question. Right. You don't play for Izzo and don't have a motor. Right. Um he could have easily win number one. Because I'm looking now, Porter fell all the way to fourteen to the Nuggets, which I think is a is a great pick, another athletic wing. But to my point, with the way the league is going, unless, like, again, we had the next Shaquille O'Neal coming in, I'm drafting versatile wing players or, a dy- I mean, a surefire dynamic point guard because that's, yep. that's what Golden State has right now, multiple long length that they could throw at you, and they also are all smart players. So, to me, people like Porter because of the injury, but you look at – um. Miles Bridges, you look at Mikael Bridges from Villanova who went to the Sixers. I'm looking at no, he was traded to the to the uh Suns. I'm sorry. Um the Knicks fans are out of their mind. They blew they booed Kevin Knox, who to me has just as much upside as anybody in the draft. I I'm looking at the Bulls. I don't even I didn't like Wendell Carter like that. What what did you think of Wendell Carter? I just thought it was a safe pick. And see, that's what they always do, bro. Like, what is with the yeah. safe picks with them? I don't okay, understand yeah. I, it, I, man. You know, you don't when you have a top ten pick, you don't draft complimentary players. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and like, that's, the funny thing is, who are they complimenting? Like, um, who are they complimenting? Yeah. Who do the Bulls have? <laughs> it, yeah, but that's what he is. Right. Really. Right. That's 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 what he is. He's probably going to be a great pro, but is he going to be a number one, number two guy? I, I mean, I, I don't see it. You know, I don't know what the kid's ceiling is, but. You know what the I, Bulls I mean, remind me of? It's like the scene from Coming to America when he was trying to get a haircut and he was like, just make it nice and neat. <laughs> Like, they don't never want to get, like, a fancy haircut. They don't want to get dreads. <laughs> right. They don't want to get no parts, no ball face. They just want it to be, like, nice and neat. And, like, nice yeah. and neat don't win championships, bro. Not that high to yeah. me. Okay, no. if you don't take Porter, fine. Injury. All right, I get it. But you still could have took Knox. You still could have took Miles Bridges. Or you could have took um, DiVincenzo out of uh, Villanova, who slid all the way to 17 to the Bucks. Or you could have took Lonnie Walker, who I think I was the most impressed with him watching him work out his tapes because I didn't see Miami play at all this year. But you could have took okay. Lonnie Walker. I mean, I just don't be understanding, bro, what they be doing. That's why I'm not a fan of any team, and that's why even being from Chicago, I'm not a Bulls fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. I even like the Bulls to take Mikael Bridges, and here's my reasoning. You know, guys like, ah, he don't have that it factor. But I, he had enough body of work for me to see him um, progress every season. Yep. I watched him every year, and he literally, he added something to his game every year. And he's a winner. He's come from, he comes from a winning culture. Right. You know, like, why, why isn't that considered? Yeah, that's, that's the thing, because they gave – you know, them a C-minus for picking him. You know, I just I, – I mean, we can go on and on, man. I'm just looking at some of these picks, bro, and I'm just looking like – I don't be understanding. I just really don't, man. Like, man, some of these guys went so late. Even somebody like a Grayson Allen, like, say what you want. But 21? You know, I thought he could have went yeah. a little bit higher, man. I think the Jazz again. You pair him with Mitchell and Rubio and – that's another great pick for them. Another great pick. I'm going to give you two more names. Go ahead. 
Aaron Holiday and Mo Wagner. I don't know if you got a chance to watch either one of those two guys play. Is but, that uh Drew Holiday's brother? Yup. I ain't gonna lie. I watched him play that playing game in the tournament, and he was terrible. So I don't even want to judge his game like that. I didn't see him play like that. I just know he was. Oh my God, he was terrible in that playing game in the tournament. Yeah. But what did what? Why you say say that about him? Because I'm reading it. They saying he's lightning fast. They said it was a great. Oh, he play. has pedigree. He has pedigree for one. Okay. He got the he got the pedigree. That's number one. He's very competitive. Okay. And I just feel like he's he's ready to play right now. The okay. guy is ready to contribute. Okay. I can guarantee you if he gets an opportunity, like he can come in and contribute right away. You can you can play him twenty minutes a game right now and I mean he's gonna be solid. And Mo Wagner, how how is Mo Wagner split to twenty five? Yeah, and I'm looking at it again. I didn't know <laughs> There's the Bulls again. I don't know who Chandler Hutchinson is. Like, who is that? Like, what are we? Doing? That's that's the guy from Boise State, right? Yeah. Like, what are what are we doing? Who is that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like I like uh 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 Wagner. I saw him play in the obviously in the Final Four in uh, the title game. Obviously, can step out and shoot. It needs to improve his strength. But in today's game, perfect catch and shoot. Better feet than I think a lot of people give him credit for. From what I saw. So I think he's going to be a steal. And then I was impressed with the boy from, um, well, two more picks. I like Spellman from Villanova. Great pick by Crazy Hawks. athletic. And he can shoot it a little bit. Like he, they said he, that was not his strength at all. From, if I remember correctly, they said coming in. And then, yeah. again, there's the Warriors. <laughs> there's the Warriors, Jacob Evans. There they are again. Ew. No, there they are. Yeah, there they are again. That way we don't have to pay anybody. We'll just kind of plug in another athletic wing guy. And I yep. thought if he didn't take they his They draft shot, well every year. Yeah, and you know what? Let's let's transition real quick because that's perfect. Let's talk about the Warriors, bro. I, I want to say one thing, then we'll, we can get into where they rank all time. But the, okay. what you just said about them drafting well, I think that's what gets missed in this whole narrative bro like they draft record is unbelievable like yeah. to me we're so lazy minded nowadays it's easy to look like well they they got the Kevin Durant that's not fair but nobody like they Steph Curry Ricky Rubio yeah. and Johnny Flynn went over Steph Curry I looked it up yeah Clay Thompson went 11 like I, I do looked you re- do you remember Doug Gottlieb how how he was saying how Brandon Jennings was better than Steph. Yes, going into that yes. draft. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. These people was these people was out of their minds, bro. These people was out of their minds. And I said going into the draft, I don't know if I even told you this, but I said that at his worst, I thought he was going to be the best all time shooter in the league. Like I thought that yeah. I thought it was clear. That what he did at Davidson, that at his worst, his ceiling, high ceiling, his it was going to be just the greatest shooter. Let alone all the other stuff that came with it. And I just thought it was a no brainer. I didn't know what people were seeing. I didn't get that. But for them to, to get uh, Clay, now they did tank the one year to get Harrison Barnes. But what gets lost mm-hmm. in this? Draymond Green went thirty fifth. He went thirty fifth yeah. in the second round. All these teams yep. could have drafted Draymond Green. And then let's just keep it 100. It took for David Lee to get hurt for Draymond to even get an opportunity to play. So, yes. Because that was David Lee was a walking 20 and 10 guy. He was. High character guy, great IQ. I was higher on David Lee than a lot of people were. Okay, defender, but I figure in the scheme, he did, he did just fine. But I think that's what gets lost. In this whole thing with the Warriors, bro, is they draft record, man. Yeah. Well. Because, I mean, this Jacob Evans guy, they should have beat Nevada. Highway robbery, they should have beaten Nevada highway in that game. Robbery. He took his foot off the gas in the second half because he was killing Nevada in the first half. Like, them guards yeah. had no answer for him. Like, and he took his foot off yeah. the gas, and I thought he kind of took a couple of tough contested shots, but – Again, to be able to get that kind of player at 28, man, it's just a well-run organization, man. And then just adding KD, 
It's just the icing on the cake. And then even with that being said, because I wrote the blog about this, remember, Steph had to get hurt. So Steph has to get hurt, and then you have to sign a, a very, very um, um, team-friendly contract to even be able to make room to possibly even sign yeah. a Durant down down the line. So it was like so many pieces and things had to happen that they had to put together. The fact that they had to say no, Steve Kerr and Jerry West had to say no to trading Klay Thompson for Kevin Love. The, the, they yep. wanted to do that trade. They had to say no to that. So, you know, I, I think they got to get credit for that. But as far as where they rank all time, because um, we're getting to that point where if they win another one, they're honest, obviously going to be a dynasty. But where where are we, what you think, with them in their place of history as a team? There's no possible way that you can talk about the Bulls, the the Lakers, and the Celtics of the 80s. We're not going to put anyone in the conversation of the the Celtics of the 60s. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and throw that out right now. Right. 11 um, and 13 and, and seasons for Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hate and, and talk about errors or whatever, but we're not even going to compare anybody to them. Right, but, right. As far as body to body of work, man, they're they're in the conversation. Mm-hmm. They're in, mm-hmm. and it's not just because it's not because um, just because they're they're getting there. It's the way they win. They have a culture, like right. the Celtics had a like these type the great the great teams. They have a culture. Um, the the eighties um, Lakers they had the Showtime. Like they saved the NBA. The right. NBA was like. Man, on tape delay, that, like, and, well, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yep. They they made it entertainment, you know. Um, the Bulls, the Bulls, to me is how the NBA is played now. They like that small ball, like you got everybody out there six six to six eight, and you just you can switch everything. You have multiple um, ball handlers and things like that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now you see teams are um, drafting and building their teams to beat the Warriors. They're because of the culture that they have, they're changing the the um the way the game is played. So have we just gotten to the point as a society where we just like to just just hate on things? Cause to me, you hear that in arguments a lot. Well teams are constructing teams to beat the Warriors. Well teams were constructing teams to beat Shaq and and Kobe. Yeah. That's why we was you were seeing teams signing players like the Dallas Mavericks giving Eric Dampier a bunch of money because they needed somebody to guard Shaq. Matumbo going to yep. Philly. Todd McCullough. People don't even remember that name going to New Jersey because they needed more big men. You know, the Collins twins yep. make millions of dollars when they were okay pros because you needed more big men. And then you had teams trying to do what they could to beat Jordan, you know, in, in the 90s when they would win a championship. So I don't understand. I think we're just at that point, though, as a society. I think that's what we're going to – we're gonna do for the time being is just try to come up with these narratives that that really don't make sense when you look at how it was going on in the past. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So and you know, I, ahead, I, think, I'm sorry. I think Golden State embraced that though. Mm-hmm. It comes with the territory. I think so too. I think so too. And I think again, another narrative, well, they have Kevin Durant, which, you know, I was joking with you later. I gave him the nickname the big joker. Uh <laughs> <laughs> because if we play in spades. I mean, he's just going to win all the books. Like, it just don't matter. But I think what gets yeah. lost in that is how hard the journey is every year to want to win a championship. And I don't care if they are making millions of dollars because people can say, well, they're making millions. They're supposed to be motivated. Yeah, that sounds cool, but that's not really, really truth like that. And I think yeah, people who've never really tried to go win a championship at any level, nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. and It's a at long all. grind. I don't know why people don't understand that. I mean, you could see the you could see the playoffs this year, and I think I think what people um, people forget when Andre Iguodala went out, in my eyes, that gave Houston the edge. You yep. saw they won two games in a row. Yep. Yep. And and then Chris Paul gets hurt. Now it's like, all right, we even. But people people the only thing they'll say is, man, Golden State was in trouble. Um, if Chris Paul never got hurt, well, right. if Iguodala never gets hurt, then um, 
I honestly don't think Houston had a had a legitimate shot. I don't think they win. I don't think it goes six, bro. To be honest with you, I don't think it no, goes it six. No, it, I, I agree. I mean, people forget how vital Iggy was and is to the to the Warriors, man. And because what people besides just Eagle Dollar, but even just from the way their team is constructed, their top seven guys is their best guys. So what ends up happening, and you know this, and I forgot to add this to your, your bio because you coach right now high school basketball, but it'd be like if somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not going to even say y'all best player, but like the fifth player gets hurt, that means somebody that don't normally plays has to get minutes now. And it's no different right. in the NBA. And I think one thing that I learned this year, like really fully get is, it's not so much that these guys in the NBA is garbage, because I will argue that all the time. Like nobody that makes it to the league is garbage, even the 12th guy. But I think there's nobody. different levels. So like if you look like Cleveland, George Hill, those guys, like, yeah, they good NBA players. Like they great pros. They should be pros. But they're not the type of level of pros that's gonna win you a championship. And that's the same thing right. with Golden State. Once you get past a top seven. Yeah, McGee has really turned his career around. Bravo to that man. Young can make some shots. Cook has some toughness. Uh, Looney plays well. But those are not, quote, unquote, by themselves, championship-level type players that you want to lean on for long periods of time um, in a playoff, in a championship run. Yep. I agree. So the argument that's going on, do you? Because I think they beat the 80s Lakers. I think they beat the 80s Celtics. The only tough one to me is I think the 96 Bulls beats this Warriors team. Um, we was kind of getting to this a little bit the other day, but what do you think? Do you think any of those Celtics teams, because mainly that 86 team is probably one of the best teams of all time. I don't know which Lakers team you want to use. I don't want to know if you want to use the Norm Nixon, Jamal Wilkes, Bob McAdoo teams, or – those kind of like 87, 88 with Byron Scott was on those teams, Cooper, Michael Thompson teams. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, I think those teams are um, – I, I don't see any of those teams beating them, to be honest. Not I even don't. the 96 Bulls? I see only – and the only reason why is because – and I, we talked about this – Dennis Rodman. Okay, why? I mean, why? What? What effect do you think role does Rodman have? For one, when you get when you get to that level of playing, I mean, you gotta have like any type of edge. Um, you want to take if you can get any edge, and I just think Dennis Rodman was for one, he was a mastermind, and he was he was just like he could get under your skin, and he was a phenomenal athlete. Dennis Rodman might be one of the best top five athletes the NBA has ever seen. And I'm not talking, and when you say that, people think you're talking about like ball players, but I'm not. I'm saying like just this freak. He's an athlete. He's mm-hmm. an unreal athlete. Like Allen Iverson, unreal athlete. LeBron James, he's an unreal athlete. Forget ball player. Right. And I think with his his ability to defend He's one of the greatest defenders. People, I, I think he was defensive player of the year maybe twice. In his I know career. he got it for once when he was with the Pistons. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if he got it again as a as a bull, but I know for sure he got it um, playing as a Piston. Right. But think, for a guy six 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 seven to get named defensive player of the year, like that's, that's just absurd, you know. But that even supports your um, your your statement about even how you draft. I mean, you will want to draft guys that's about six, seven, six, eight that can play multiple positions, do multiple multiple things. Um, but I just I just feel like the Bulls, the ninety six Bulls, man, um mentally, um I think they would've they would have wore out Golden State and if any game is close, there's no greater closer than Jordan for one. True. And um, his his will to win is I've never seen anything like it. So yeah, and I, just, I think that's I, what sets him apart from to me the LeBron arguments, the the Kobe arguments. 
And I don't know if you had a chance to check it out, but I sent you this video just showing like the whole 91, for example, they got him for the whole, all his championships, but the 91 playoff run and just yep, watch like how dominant he is like during certain points of the game. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's unheard of, but I'm looking at the numbers yep. real quick just to show you it was a different type of game. So of course, this is the team that went 72 and 10. Their pace was 91.1, which was 20th in the wow. league. <laughs> Golden, wow. Golden State's pace was 99.6, which was fifth. Man. The Bulls' offensive rating, they were one in both offense and defense. And see, to me, that's, that's what set the Bulls apart from every other team. I think just as good as they were offensively, they were that good defensively. And that makes a big difference, man. That well, makes see, a huge but difference. But even that rating, that's why I was saying this. I'm glad I looked at it because it's closer than I even thought it was. Their defensive rating was 101. Golden State's is 107. Now, granted, they're getting up more shots because they're playing at a faster pace. But Golden right. State's was 11th this year. They third in offense, Golden State, at 113. Point six, the Bulls were 115.2. So, I mean, if you just look at their defense, man, and everything, like, it's incredible. And then Jordan led them that year, averaging 30 points. Pippen got you 19. Co-coach got you 13. And then, of course, Robin averaged <laughs> 15 rebounds. Like, get these stats out of here, man. But, yeah, and, and, and you know what? <laughs> a lot of stuff that Rodman did is not going to show up on the stat sheet. It's not going to show up. The only question is, and I always say when we had these debates, is well, what rules are we playing? Because if we're playing that today's rules, difference. it makes a huge difference. And not even the obvious, because people kill me with this. Like, stop looking at the easy stuff. It's not just the hand checking and the hard fouls. It's the fact that these teams can zone up. See, the reason why they don't go to the basket all the way it's not because Kevin Durant is soft. Like, that's just easy to say. No, it's because nine times out of ten, when you beat a guy, somebody's standing right there. So either you're going to Euro step around them or you got to beat them uh -huh. real quick before the rotation comes. But if you're playing a great team, the rotation is already there. So what does Kevin Durant do? He stops and pulls up and shoots a 15-footer. You're not getting all the way to the basket. Yeah. But I'm you're looking right. at the numbers, bro, like – I think the only reason why I say Golden State might get them is because of the three-point shooting. Because you would have to say that Jordan had to shoot more threes, Pippen shoots more threes, so you're saying that maybe their uh, percentage goes up and translate. But when you look at the fact that I'm looking at Klay Thompson average 20, Steph average 26 this year, Klay is getting up seven threes a game. Mm -hmm. Steph is getting up nine. Durant's getting up six. I mean, even Draymond's getting up almost four a game. So right. you're looking at the percentages. This is just disgusting. Clay shot 44 from three. Durant shot 41. <laughs> Steph is his lowest shot, 43 still. And then their field goal percentages, Clay shoots 48. Durant shoots 51. Steph shoots 50. So it's like the shooting is where it's like, are the Bulls going to be able, even with Jordan, to get enough points to match their shooting? Now, if we're playing old school rules, I think the Bulls win in like six or seven. But if we're playing today's rules, I think Golden State gets them. You, you know, you know, uh, man, that's a great point because I always say, like, you know, Golden State is, is really not fair because you can argue that they have three of the top five shooters in the game right now on one team. Or all time, I'm, bro. Like, like period. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. But um, the Bulls' commitment to defense, mm -hmm. I think is nothing like what we see in today's game. Like, um, and it's, this is not to throw any shade on LeBron or anybody else, but there's not, there's not a commitment – the defense um, with great offensive players in the game today. They it's don't not. feel that's why we that's why we have the term two way player. I don't even know what a two way player really is because 
I thought basketball consisted of offense and defense. I thought that was the game. Right. But they've come up with this term, two-way player, because teams now, if you're a great offensive player, you don't have to um, give that much effort, um, you know, on, on the de- defensive end. And I just think the Bulls' commitment to staying attached to shooters um, will make a difference. Now, Golden State, they, they're going to make shots. Like, they, these guys are efficient. But I just think I just think it, it'll be a little different. I mean, it could go either way, but um, I, I, I just I just think the commitment to defense as a, as a unit. Because um, really the rough. only weak link you're talking about is probably cool coach. Because if you go small, you got to play cool coach. So you figure yeah. you put Rodman on Durant or Pippen to probably get some of that. You put Harper on uh, Curry. Jordan yep. doesn't mind because he chased Reggie Miller around. He'll chase Clay around. And then you yep. probably hide Kukoc on Draymond. Draymond. Yeah. So then the question will become once you go to the bench, because obviously they're coming off with Livingston, Eagle Dollar. And then on that year, I want to say they're coming off the bench with Bushler. Bushler obviously probably plays more. Uh, Kerr's coming off the bench. And I don't think Brian Williams was on that team, Bison Dale. I think he's on the 97. I'm going to tell you a name that, that you're forgetting. That the Bulls brought just for little guards. Oh, Randy Brown. Randy Brown. Right. He could he, he gets some of that curry <laughs> attention. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think what up. you're saying is 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 valid. But to me, everybody else doesn't stand a chance. I mean, if it's the Lakers, who does Kareem guard? Who does Magic guard? The Celtics, especially. I mean, my God, who does Parrish guard? Who is Mikael Garden? Bird. I mean, they will obviously kill them in the post. But it's like, who are they guarding on the other end? Like, that's just – nobody on those teams guards Durant. Like, I don't see who even come close to even bothering him at all. No, uh, there's no defensive stoppers. No, there's nobody at all with the length, the speed, to even come close to trying to bother what he does. So, we're going to pause real quick, take a quick break, and then on the other side of the break, we're going to close with the whole LeBron break, um, seeing what time is that. We might uh, talk a little bit on the Kawhi saga. So, Sit tight. We'll be right back. More to come from the Off the Glass podcast. Hey there. Are you joining the podcast? Then head over to Spreaker.com. Become a follower of the Off the Glass podcast. Or head over to iTunes. Subscribe. Download. Make sure to go over to the blog, theofftheglasspodcast.com. I have several blogs already written. For those who have been supporting your boy, I appreciate it. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Off the Glass podcast. Sitting here chopping it up with my longtime friend, college teammate, uh, MJ Marcus Jackson. I forgot to put in the intro. He's also a high school basketball coach as well. We even coached a little AAU together. So very versed in the game, yeah, still um, affecting the game, working with the youth. So we were just talking about the Warriors and where they rank. So quite naturally, the other big conversation has been the LeBron James con- conversation. Where does he rank all time? Is he better than Jordan? Because most people have Jordan as their best player. Is he the GOAT? Um, what, where, where do you – well, two questions. Where do you put what we just – try to put in the words what you saw from LeBron this season as far as possibly being one of his best seasons and an all-time great season. And for you, where do you think he ultimately ranks as of right now? Man. Um, this, this past season was unreal, man. Honestly, um, just, just being a Jordan fan, it gotta be honest. Um, <laughs> seeing the, the things that this man did, it was just unreal. I'm like, he's not human. You know, his, his ability has never been questioned ever, mm-hmm. but it, I think, I think for me, um, his tenacity, his, his grit and that dog when the game was, was close, that's where I felt like he separated himself from the greats. Mm-hmm. You know, not just not just Jordan, but like the greats. You know, you, you got to be able to close games and you have to be able to will your teams to victory. And I felt like he was good at doing that um, during the regular season 
first, second round, but like in the finals, I, I felt like um, just me personally, I, I never got that. I never got that sense that man LeBron was like, man, I'm just gonna take over. And watching Game One, I just I was like, man, is LeBron figured it out? He figured <laughs> right. out that right, <laughs> right, that nobody can guard him. It's one thing to say that, but I'm like, man, this this dude is really unstoppable. And um, and then you know he went back to to himself, you know, just being you know a what, great though, all around foot. What I thought about Game One. And I'm not making excuses. It's just coming from experience. And you could relate to this. I think he put so much into game one. And like really coming out like I'm going to step on Golden State's throat and really go for this win. And then for them to lose the way they lost, which that was the all-time biggest blunder I've ever seen. Like I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in basketball. I mean. Only thing I could think of is when in the championship game in 1982, I think that's when Jordan won. You had the dude from Georgetown, I want to say his name was Fred Brown, throw the ball to James mm-hmm. Worthy. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, for them not to know that they how many timeouts they had, clock situation to score because LeBron didn't know how many timeouts they had either. It wasn't just Jr. whose head was obviously somewhere else. But I think when you put so much into that and then y'all lose like that emotionally, it has to be draining. I just don't – I yep. knew when they lost that, I was like, I don't see as a player how you mentally can even come back from that. I'm not making an excuse. If anything, it might be even proving a point about – and I don't like questioning players' toughness. I hate that. But just the difference between, like, how Michael was versus a LeBron, because I felt like in that closeout game when Golden State won that I, – I said this to my wife. I said, this is why people don't like LeBron – I say he ain't coming out here being facilitator, you know. He gave he, up. Yeah, he's making all the right reads when no, they needed him to come out and be aggressive. And like he wasn't that. And the other reason too is why people don't like him, because I didn't like the whole hand thing. If your hand was broke, it was broke, but you still got out there and played. I don't care if it was leaked or not leaked. He didn't have to have the cast on. He didn't even have to comment on it. They could have brought it up and he said, no, nah, my hand is fine. I don't, I don't know what you guys And the man about. was doing push-ups before the game. Yeah, man. yeah. So it was just like th- <laughs> those kind of things is why I, don't, I think it doesn't, it doesn't do him any justice. Now, me personally, I don't let those things kind of affect what I think of a player. I kind of put it in proper perspective. But I don't think it helps his argument when it comes to Jordan, man, because that, that's not what they needed from him. But I really think that that game won – was just too much for them to overcome. What do you think? I, I agree. I said the exact same thing. You know, I, I, I talked to a couple people about that, and I told them as great as LeBron is, it's just too mentally depleting to overcome something like that. That is that's huge. This man just played the game of his life. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean to to watch it just crumble on multiple surfaces, not not pointing the fingers at the coach or players, but man, that's 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 tough to come back from. And LeBron has been known to be a um a fragile yeah. player. Yes. Yes. You know that that's that's not what I said. I mean that that's that's been No, that's true know, because the rumor was Delonte West was smashing his moms and he was the last <laughs> one to find out. And he couldn't handle it. Like, I get it. I would have been pissed, too. Like, that's my teammate. But we can handle that after yeah. the season. That don't mean I don't show right. up the next two to three games of the series or however many games it was. Like, I don't not show up. Like, no, we just got yeah. to figure that out later. You know, I'll get at you later. But to not, to not show up the rest of the time, like, that's crazy. That's a problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But with that being said, I don't think – that affects his legacy as much as people say that, you know, LeBron, whether people like it or not, he's going down as probably top three. And I mean, yeah, because you top five, top five for sure. Right, right, right. Definitely top three. Cause again, we're not going to just look over Kareem. Like he didn't do this for 20 some years and his stats just look silly. I mean, the man has, I want to say what six league MVPs. And six yeah, championships? it's foolishness to look over uh, Kareem. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't think it affects his legacy either. 
No, no. But but to me, it's it's hard for me. Uh, and I think Kenny Smith said it best. I was listening to him um, talk about Mike, and people forget that Kenny Smith played with Mike, right? At North right. Carolina, right? And he says Mike Mike was so like um, he was so great in the air that people um, kind of you kind of miss miss like the meat of who he really was. And he said, Mike was the most fundamentally sound yes, player he's yes, ever seen. Yes. And people lose sight of that. Yes. This dude did everything the correct way. Yes. I mean, to the point where, I mean, um, little detail things defensively, like um, being in a proper position, um, denying with the correct hand. Yep. I mean, yep. just his jab step, his, his, nope. I mean, everything that he did, he was the most fundamentally sound player. And I think me and you can kind of agree with that, too, because we watch so so much film on Mike. You know, before most games, we watch and Come Fly With Me or something. You know, we right. used to watch a lot <laughs> right. of Mike stuff. So, right. you know, we were watching game film, didn't even really know that we was watching game film. You know, right. we were just, you know, we just loved the game that much. But when you see, like, how detailed he is, and, and how was. efficient he was, because to me, that's why I feel like if Kobe goes to college, I think he learned some of that stuff, and then maybe he could possibly overtake Mike. But the fact that he didn't go to college, he he missed some of those reps that you can't even put into words. You just kind of yep. need certain types of reps. And Mike, to me, when it was time to go get a bucket, I mean, you know, I love pointing to that 93 series against Phoenix because yeah. it's just – it's not a lot of wasted motion from him. It wasn't a lot of dribbles. It was, I'm going to get the defender to do this, and then I'm going to counter this, and then I'm going to get my shot off. You know, it wasn't a yep. lot of wasted motion with him. Not a lot of energy really expended for him to really be able to get his to get his baskets, man. It, it, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. And I'll say this, and, and, and I'll stand behind this. Mike actually dominated the game defensively. And I mean dominant. He yes. dominated the game instantly. Like, you had to know where he was on the court at all times. Yep. LeBron James is a great – he is a phenomenal athlete, and he is a great um, off-the-ball defender. I'll right. say that. He's right. good in health. Right. But he's not like – he's not dominant on See, the Jordan ball. was good in health and dominant on the ball. Exactly. That's a huge. That's a forget. huge difference. I I bring up this point a lot. Um, the year that the Bulls beat the Jazz in '98, um, going down those last few possessions, Jordan makes a big shot, but they're still down. People forget the defensive play that Jordan made, stealing the ball from Carl Malone after he like, read the play the whole. And you know what made that so brilliant? Um, and then we'll get ready to wrap. Is that? He knew the play so well. And it's one of those things yeah. as a player, you'll notice sometimes where um, you'll be saving something for just the right time. And it seemed like yeah. Jordan always had the right time. And you could tell he could have easily probably did that earlier in the game, but he was just saving that double back because he knew Malone wasn't going to be looking to get really give the ball up. And when he doubled right. back at the perfect time, it was the perfect time to do that. You know, I equate that to like being a point guard and – I would come off the pick and roll the whole game one side. You just keep coming off to just set it up that one time where you reject the pick and you're able to get right past the guy even more. You know, it's just stuff like that. And I think that's why, to me, it goes Jordan, Jabbar, depending on which day you you, you catch me on. I might even put Jabbar over Jordan because the body of work is just more. I'm gonna say, I agree. I'm going to say LeBron because the body of work surpasses magic. Um, you got Russell right there with the championships. You got Wilt. You got Oscar. Um, you got Duncan. You got Akeem. Um, and then after that, I mean, we could kind of just, you know, start picking other people. But for me, I think ultimately that's where LeBron is going to finish at. And it's not even so much about the numbers because that argument doesn't hold water because obviously he has a head start. So he's just going to surpass yep. Jordan in certain things. So you got to look at the numbers, important context. But yeah, man, you know, that's kind of just where I am with it, man, is I think Jordan, we're just not going to see anything like that. 
I, I just no. don't. I don't even think society is conducive to really produce something like that because that's just not where we <laughs> are with things. No, we're not. I mean, AAU has kind of had a lot of effect to me, and that's another conversation we get on another day, but has it had an yeah. effect on all of this, bro? I really believe that, of why uh, these great. guys consistently can't give effort, and I don't think it's their fault. I just think if you're playing ball at such a young age and you're averaging five to six games, seven games a weekend, it's impossible to keep playing hard. It's just that's not realistic. It's not realistic. Hey, and let me can – I, can I add to that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Grant Hill – Grant Hill broke it down perfectly, and you probably heard this. With AAU ball, if you play at 10 o'clock, you know you're going to play again at 12. Yep. Then you know you're going to play again at 3. Yep. Whereas growing up, we went to the playground. Yes. And you had to be competitive because if you lost, you might not play for like five or six games. Bro, remember and going to the rec center and doing trash. that? Yeah, remember going to the rec center and doing that? Playing the seven by ones and twos? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge difference. So you difference. learn how to compete, yep. you know? Yep, yep, And these these kids now, they, they don't understand how to compete. And it's a cult, that's the culture of basketball, I hate to say it. I would argue that's the culture of society in general. Yeah. I, I think yeah. we're not we're not cre- creating quote unquote tough people anymore, and I know it's not popular popular to use these kind of terms, you know, br- you know, bravado and all this. But I, I just think when life gets hard, you know, especially as a black male or a black person or even a person of color in general, you're gonna have to be able to to persevere when things get tough. And nowadays yeah. in society, and we're seeing it reflected in sports, when things get tough, a lot of these guys kind of want to check out. You know, they really do. Yep. They don't want to have anything to do with it. Yup, I totally agree. That's why we have peace circles on bullies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I thought the goose was only on um, different strokes, man. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's, that's classic right there, man. We're going to end it right there, man. Hey, MJ, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on exactly, today, man. Bro. Thanks for joining me. Hey, that's going to bring another episode of the Off the Glass podcast to a close. Make sure to go over to Spreaker.com, create an account, become a follower of the show. If you're downloading on iTunes, leave a review, leave a comment. Make sure to follow me on all the social media platforms, Off the Glass podcast. You can be found on Facebook, Instagram. I'm um, ZJ Off the Glass on Twitter. Make sure to support your boy. Those who have been supporting and rocking with your boy, I definitely appreciate it, man. Till next time, be safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.